build your muscle mass and the nutrition will come along for the ride and you do it simultaneously of course but they come together it's not nutrition first training second no training first build muscle feed said muscle grow said muscle today we'll figure out the skinny fat solution we'll talk about what being skinny fat is how any dad can fall into the trap of it and how you can get rid of it too after we'll lay out the solution to it and how you can arm yourself with the daily habits to come out muscular, strong and energized and with a fit and strong mind on the other side. And by the way, if you want to discover the five ways to maximize your muscle building and your fat loss, go ahead and visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash train smart to get access to your free video training now. In this episode, we'll figure out why you have the body type that you do and how you can get from there to your warrior's physique in record speed by just putting a few simple things in place. So let's get into the skinny fat solution now. All right, so first of all, I wanna talk about what skinny fat is. So some of you may have seen this term go around and it's not a scientific term by any means. So don't think you've got some syndrome or disease or something like that. However, it's characteristic of a certain body type with especially a certain look. Now I'm talking about men in particular in this circumstance and dads. So this is what it looks and feels like. So you tend to have fat around the chest sometimes called man boobs or moobs, and they don't tend to be, your area here, your chest doesn't tend to be muscular if at all, and it's drooping. Next, mostly down to the stomach, you have a bit of a protruding gut or a pot belly, and then on the side, you tend to have some love handles as well, or a tire that wraps the whole way around with excess fat, but your arms, your legs, everywhere else is just skinny, so what's the result? You end up being skinny and fat, no muscle, but more fat. That is the essence of what skinny fat is. Now to understand this more deeply, there are actually three body types that typically we categorize body types into. And sometimes these are called somatotypes. So that's just the fancy word for body types. And there's three kinds. And interestingly enough, in the Western and Eastern traditions, so Western being Western medicine and Eastern being the Ayurvedic uh, tradition, they actually have a similar set of body types, albeit by different names. So the first one, which is more similar to mine, is being an ectomorph, and that is where you have a skinny build and you find it hard to build muscle and you tend to have thin limbs, so that's thin arms, thin legs and so on, and a small midsection, generally also small shoulders as well. Now, it's not a case that you're just this one or that one. Sometimes you can be a blend of the two, but typically we fall into one category or a mixture between one and two on the spectrum. So the next one is the mesomorph, and that's kind of the midway section for this body type it tends to have more muscle mass and think of it more as like an athlete or an athletic build. So you have more broader muscular shoulders, you have a, a narrow waist as well, but you also have some muscle or more muscle than an ectomorph on your arms and also on your legs. Okay, next one and last one is the endomorph. And this tends to be where you carry around a lot more fat deposits in all areas. So your chest, your stomach, your legs, your glutes, your back, and so on, and even your face. Um, it's funny, when you look at it like this, just look at it, the names, the equivalent name, so ectomorph in Ayurveda is Vata, and then the mesomorph is Pitta, and the endomorph is Kapha. So these correspond, these Ayurvedic names correspond to the Western ones in pretty much the same way. The main difference is in the Ayurvedic medicine tradition is that these body types also constitute certain mental characteristics and qualities as well, which is very interesting. But we'll leave that and all that detail to another episode. Now, before you say, oh, I'm an ectomorph or an endomorph being on you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, you have to just be comfortable 
with what you're dealt with. So these are the cards that the genetic lottery, your parents, your mom and dad, and then also your environment that you've decided to grow up in or you've decided to live now that you're older has dealt you. And it tends to be a mixture of these two things, so your genetics and your environment. Now, the key is this, what you can't change your genetics, but you can change your environment and or your daily lifestyle and habits. And that's what we're gonna focus on because that is the only thing out of those two that you can actually control. So before I move on to the next point, I want you to, to understand is that you should, when it comes to your training and uh, getting rid of this skinny fat body, is you should not fool yourself. So what I mean by this is that many guys I speak to say, oh, I'm in pretty decent shape or you know, I'm, I'm doing okay or I, I do a little bit of exercise and so on. But do not fool yourself. And I mean this because if you are not sub 15% body fat and you don't have a muscular build, i.e. when you're low or lower than 15% body fat and you don't have a muscular build, either you're too skinny or you're the skinny fat build. Now, most people who are skinny fat tend to be around about 20% plus, depending on their build. But some people who go the other way tend to be really skinny and don't have any muscle mass. Well, that's not a good look or feel either, right? So we need to have this balance in place. If you're not at your optimal shape, physically, mentally, spiritually, and so on, or you're working towards that place, then you are fooling yourself. But if you are doing that already, great. Good job. Keep it up. And maybe this is not for you. However, everyone else, do not fool yourself. It's very important. So remember, guys, the aim is to be less than 15% body fat. And look, I appreciate if you have different body type, for example, if you're not an ectomorph more like myself and you're an endomorph, then you're going to have very likely some of the guys I work with end up having 35, 40% body fat, which is a lot. However, those are the cards they have. And that's the environment that they've decided to grow up in. That is not just their genetics. And those guys, some of my students who are or have been at 35, 40%, have dropped down to 20, 25, or even less. So it's possible if they've gone from 40 to 20, they've literally halved their body fat percentage. So if they can half the amount of fat in their body by changing their environment and or their lifestyle as part of that environment, then you can do it too the other way if you're skinny fat and you want to build muscle and reduce fat. So you see how this works both ways. And it's quite funny because some of the guys who are big, like uh, endomorph big, like 35, 40% body fat and so on, you can also end up falling into this trap of being a little bit skinny fat. Is say, for example, you focus on nutrition and you don't really do enough training, you don't build enough muscle mass. What happens? Eventually, you end up being skinny fat, just in a bit of a different and a bigger frame. So we also want to avoid that end of the spectrum too. BMI is actually a really bad indicator for people, especially if you're a skinny fat kind of person. So if you don't know what BMI is, it stands for body mass index, and it basically just charts your height in relation to your weight and plots you on a chart and says, right, if your height is X and your weight is Y, this means you're in a healthy, unhealthy range, obese, morbidly obese, and so on. So the range is there, the data is there. If you don't know what your BMI is, go and look at it. However, the point is this, is that if you are skinny fat, it's a dangerous metric to look at because you look at that and you say, oh, oh, I'm good. I'm actually quite healthy. But the reality of the inside is a different story. So the fat around your organs, like your kidney, livers, and so on, that is your brown fat. Now, if that is exasperated and larger because you are of a skinny fat build, then you have a much higher likelihood and propensity to things like uh, liver disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and also diabetes as well. So we want to make sure we avoid that by looking at the right things. So right now, some of you guys know 
I'm in Sri Lanka. If you're watching this, I'm drinking a coconut. And I just want to share a story with you because if you look around in the local villages, like where I live, it's actually in a, in a village outside of a, a city. Uh, but it's nice. It's quiet. It's nature. But the reason why I bring this up is that I'm actually in a place where there's a lot of agricultural work still happening. But there's this rift between the modern culture and culture of the past where people who used to work in the fields are now doing a very different lifestyle and their body shows for it. So especially in South Asian builds, you get this very funny body type when this happens. So two, one of two things happen. Either these older generation guys are still working in these labor intensive jobs or uh, working agricultural jobs in the fields outside, or they've given that up. They still kind of have the land and are around it, but then their body is extremely different. And here's the difference and why it comes about. So the ones who aren't working this hard labor-intensive lifestyle, they tend to have, not always, but they tend to have these pot bellies. But their arms, their legs are still really slim. But they have these protruded bellies, which look like they're about to explode. And it's a very strange uh, mixture of the body in terms of this part and then the rest of the body and so on. So it's a very strange setup. But on the other hand, the guys who are working in the field still, doing labor-intensive jobs, they are really lean. And I'm talking about guys who are maybe in their 50s and 60s, and I personally ask them, especially if they're quite ripped, to ask them, they're healthy, like, oh, you know, how old are you? And they tell me. They tend to be 50s and 60s, but some of them have got well below sub 10% body fat, they have lots of muscle mass, and they're just the same guys otherwise. But what's the difference? It's their lifestyle. These guys are probably eating a, a similar diet and nutritional intake because of the culture here. It's rice and curry and other things like that. But they are doing way more physical work than the guys who are just sitting there doing nothing or, or doing sedentary jobs. So these guys who are sitting there doing sedentary jobs are developing these bodies which are a very, very uh, strange. And they're also very unhealthy and they're giving them all these sorts of modern diseases because of these modern lifestyles. And what happened is from a, a macronutrient perspective, they haven't shifted their nutrition and diet to be updated to their modern lifestyle. So they're still eating the same amount of carbs or similar amount as the guys who are working in the fields and doing all the hard work. But that doesn't add up. So this story is a, is a really strange one because it's not in the West and it's not where you think, oh, it's just modern uh, lifestyle in the West that has these problems. But it's also even in developing countries like this where they're shifting from an old kind of lifestyle to a new one. I also want to touch on your body also being a representation of your mind. So for example, if you are, have, and this is not a, a judgment by the way, it's just, it's just an observation that you should make for yourself of your own body, of your own mind if you are in this situation, and even if you're not of others around you, is that if you are of the build where you have a skinny fat disposition, then you have to understand what happens in your mind to make yourself like this. What is a skinny soft uh, sorry, I said well, I gave the answer away there. What's a skinny fat kind of body? It's a soft body. And therefore, if you have a soft body, what is your mind more likely to be like? Or a better way of describing it is what is your character going to be like? It's more of a soft character, more of a relaxed character, a less disciplined character, a less focused character, and so on. So when we change this skinny fat body, we also need to change the skinny fat identity and mind too. Okay, so now you basically have two choices. So first one is, if you are skinny fat, you could just focus on losing the fat, which ironically and crazily is what a lot of people do. And then the second option is where you can focus on building muscle mass and getting 
getting leaner in the process too. Now, the former, as I said, is a bit crazy. And why is that? Well, if you're skinny fat, you don't have much muscle mass already. Trying to lose fat, how are you going to do it? You're going to diet like most people do. You're going to focus just on your nutrition, which is a bad way to get in shape. But most people seem to think that oh, 80% of your getting in shape is your nutrition. I've covered this in previous podcasts. It is a lie. I'll, you know, If you want to cover that, then go and check those episodes out. But it doesn't make sense. Start with your training, build your muscle mass, and the nutrition will come along for the ride. And you do it simultaneously, of course, but they come together. It's not nutrition first, training second. No, training first, build muscle, feed said muscle, grow said muscle. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by FitRoots, where we help dads just like you to build a warrior's physique and create a zen work-life balance so you can ultimately lead your family by example. To begin your transformation with us, go ahead and visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash start and join us today. And just a reminder to visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash train dash smart to get access to the free five ways to train smarter webinar so you can maximize your muscle building with the right 30 minute workouts. Now let's get back to the episode. Also, I want you to take this little thought experiment. So imagine that you, your body fat, let's say imagine that your body fat stayed the same, right? But you increased your muscle mass. You would automatically look and feel better. And then also your metabolism would be higher because you've got more muscle tissue in the body, which needs supplying, which needs working and is working in the process, burning more calories and so on. So having more muscle mass, not to a bodybuilder's level, obviously, but to a, a more normal functional athletic level is going to help you to be leaner and even look it even if your body fat stays exactly the same. So now let's go into the solution and give you some insights into, you know, some tips and strategies, but also some simple thoughts you need to bear in mind about how you go about this as well. And one of them is like your protein intake, like how much protein can your body actually take? So previously there were some studies done which said that you could only synthesize about 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal. And this is based on, you know, as many scientific studies are, not necessarily the best data. But there has been some studies recently coming out uh, which have said something akin to, oh, you can actually synthesize more than that. And there isn't actually a limit per se. Now, there's not enough data on this to make some sort of conclusive evidence for you or conclusion. But my point is that if you understand this, you realize that there probably isn't such a cap of 20 to 25 grams. But if you want to have more than that synthesized at one time, you need to make sure your hormones, your physiology, your internal, your external state are firing off exactly how they should so you can maximize the nutrition and the fuel that you put in your body to build the muscle and the body that you so desire. All right, so here's the first tip. So the first tip is you need to make sure that you are in a calorie deficit and that you swap some of your carbs out for protein. So especially if you have this skinny fat build, you probably eat more carbs than you should. And these are obviously processed carbs as well as just generally good carbs too. But the first switch you can make is obviously to the processed ones, switch them for protein. Calories, sense-wise, uh, carbs and protein are actually four grams each anyway. So when you switch them, you don't need to worry about calorie counting and all that stupid stuff. Just focus on switching more carbs for more protein. And that way you have roughly the same amount of calories, but you have more protein, which means you'll feel fuller for longer and you'll be able to build more muscle from said protein as well. And we'll just do a quick calculation here. So for example, you don't need to measure, but if you have 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight, then that is a good marker. So everyone can do this. You can work out this calculation. So for example, if you weighed 200 pounds, 
then you would know if you times that by 0.8, that you would just need 160 grams worth of protein a day. If you have three meals a day, you split that into three. If you have two, split that into 80. Whatever works for you, just have your target, hit it. Don't be so particular about it and count on where your food. Just focus on roughly understanding it and switching it out, then you'll be fine. The next part of the skinny fat solution is to move daily. Now, I'm a big fan of training daily. I think it's really important. I think you know, the days of people saying, oh, you should just train three times a week to build muscle. Yeah, of course you can do that. That is possible. However, all training is different. For example, if I said to you, all right, train every day, but make sure it's hard every day. No, this is not necessarily the way. There is a blend, especially when you follow systems like I do in terms of martial arts, functional strength, and so on. Let's take martial arts as an example. Within martial arts, there are soft martial arts like Tai Chi, Qigong, and so on. Now, and there are hard martial arts like kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, and so on. Now, hard and soft is not necessarily how hard the activity is. It's more about the motions involved. So, for example, in Tai Chi, you're moving slowly, and you're moving softly and controlled. In kickboxing, MMA, it's speed, it's aggression. It's lots of energy, fast-paced. So you can blend and mix this soft and hard approach, but you need to be moving daily. If you have the skinny fat build, you're already too sedentary. You're already not burning enough calories. Your energy balance is out of whack, meaning that you have too many calories, uh, too many calories or way more calories than you expend. So you need to change that balance and make sure you're expending more energy than you bring in. And a part of that is a simple fix is just to move daily. And of course you can walk, hike, all these other things, play with the kids. On top of that, that is also part of moving daily too. But like I say to my guys and my students, 30 to 45 minutes of moving daily is more than enough. You choose an activity or we create one as part of your plan, and that is sufficient. The next part of the skinny fat solution is to make sure you're training and not exercising. So growing up, I was training from a young age and I always had this, this conversation with people, even in martial arts, and I say, oh yeah, I'm doing some exercise outside of classes because my dad, if you don't know, used to run a dojo, so we used to do most of our training there in, our, in his martial arts school. And I always found it strange when people said exercise. Like, what do you mean you're, you're exercising? You know, exercising is really, you're just doing a random set of exercises together in a random fashion, but also in a, all sorts of ways where it doesn't necessarily make sense. There's no progression, there's no plan, there's no progress in a bigger picture, and there's no vision as to where you're actually going to get to by the end of said random exercises. So instead of exercising, you need to train. And training is where you have a plan, a specified plan tailored to you that you adhere to, which has progressions, regressions, it has adaptations in there as and when you need them. Basically, you adapt it and you change it as and when you need it. Now, if you don't have this knowledge, obviously you need to find someone like myself or whoever else who can do that for you. But until then, you need to make sure you're building a plan for yourself that is training-based and not just exercise-based. Because if you focus on exercise, you will always fail. You don't ever hear a professional fighter saying, oh, I'm, just, I'm just exercising. They say, no, I'm training. Because what are they doing? They're working towards their goal of the fight, which is to win. And if your fight in this case is to fight for your body, fight against the skinny fat, fight against the dad bod, whatever body and position you have, you want to make sure you come out of it on the other side winning. This is your fight. It's a different fight, but it's still a fight. You need to win that fight and every fight thereafter because once you get in, in shape, then guess what? You need to learn how to stay there as well. And another way to look at this is, as in martial arts, you, they've really gamified this, and this is more of a recent uh, 
thing in martial arts from uh, Jigoro Kano, who was the founder of Judo. So I think it was since the late 1800s, he, he introduced the belt system. Before that, the belt system wasn't really so prominent as it is now. But it's been gamified. You know, you go, most of you know, all right, you start off as a white belt, and then you work your way through the ranks up to black belt and then beyond to, to be a master and so on. But what do you do at each stage? You progress. You're training towards the next belt. You're training towards the next stage. You're going from student to master and everything in between. And this is the stage that you need to work yourself from right now. You need to go from a student towards being a master of yourself. Right now, you're a student, you're learning about yourself, you're learning about your flaws, your problems, your issues, why you've got this skinny fat body, this dad, uh, dad body, you know, why you're in this position and how we can get out of it. What are your behaviors, your thoughts, your actions that have led you to where you are today? And the master understands, well, I'm here, I was there, but now I'm here. What did I do to change who I was and my identity to go from student to master? So take this martial arts analogy and apply it to your training journey going forwards. The next part of the skinny fat solution is to understand your mind so you can push your body. Now, even many of my students, when they first come to me, and even some, I'll be honest, still struggle with it, especially if they're just starting, because we need to train them out of that process. Most people think they're training hard, but I can almost guarantee you that they're not. Now, there's, there's two parts of this. You don't want to just train hard and create dysfunctions in the body, like, say, in boot camp and CrossFit and things like that. That is a, a recipe for injuries, uh, problems, postural dysfunctions, and so on, in, and many other pains and even diseases later. So we don't want to do that. However, this is the general rule of thumb. If you follow, you can't really go wrong as long as you do the right exercise and training, which is another story, but follow this principle for now. And it's this. You need to push yourself as hard as you can until your form goes. So let's say I'm doing 15 reps of a certain exercise on, and that's what I've been prescribed or set myself, 15 reps. But by the time I get to rep number 12, I can't go anymore and my form is about to go out the window. What do I do? Well, you could carry on for those extra three reps and ingrain bad posture, bad movement into your body just for the sake of three extra reps. Or you could say, well, what variable could I change here to make sure I finish this set with good form? So if I'm holding some weights and doing it with the exercise, I could drop the weights. And then if my plan was too optimistic for my position, so it said 15, but I could only scratch 12, then I just stop. And I reassess and say, right, well, I could only do 12. Next time I do 13. Next time I do 12, but I try not to fatigue as fast. So you need to get into this position where you're training absolutely hard. And again, most people, most guys think they're training hard, but they're really not. When I used to run my martial arts school, and even online now when I, when I help the dads I work with, I know you're not training hard most of the time until you really see what hard training is like. And not just see it, you have to feel it as well. And that is the difference. Once you, once you feel how hard training actually feels, not just in terms of muscle soreness afterwards and, and DOMS and all that stuff. No, in the moment, you understand the difference between training hard and training stupidly. You want to train smart and hard at the same time. That means you have to have great or work towards great technique and push yourself with great technique at the same time. And the last part of the skinny fat solution is you need to get a training plan which is tailored to your circumstances and it adapts to you as you go along. I touched on this earlier, but I said no exercise plans, only training plans, only training plans. And this is not just a plan where, all right, cool, I look at that, I follow it and go along. Yes, that is a part of it, but you need to find a system which has a very systemized approach which is a step-by-step -step process, which effectively means the only way that it won't work for you is if you don't do the work. Now you need to take out all the other variables 
of your excuses, of this or that, and you make sure you have this bulletproof plan, this what I like to call like a, a battle plan, which actually will take you from here to there, will take you from skinny fat to lean and muscular, will take you from dad bod, again, to lean and muscular and healthy. Now, this is the ultimate position because if you can depend on your training plan as if it's almost the perfect plan for you, when things go wrong, because they will, you know, you'll have obstacles, you'll get busy, you'll get stressed, you may get ill, you may get an injury. You need to know how to navigate that exact roadblock each and every time and bounce back from it stronger than you were before or when you were going through said problem. And this is the power of getting someone to help you, whether it be myself or someone else, Make sure you find the right help, the right guide, and you find the right path for you so that you can have a plan, which is a training plan, which you can adapt and will take you to your goals and well beyond. The right training plan will also take you well beyond where you thought you could go. Most of the guys and students I work with, they think, oh, I can just get lean, I'll just get some energy back, a little bit of confidence. But once they're, once they're on that path and they realize, oh, I've got these things down, they realize there's a lot more to it. Their mind, their body, their spirit comes along for the ride. Their family, their finances, their health, their longevity, their relationship to their kids, everything completely transforms. And I want the same thing to happen for you as well. So make sure you get the right training plan for you. And that is it for the Skinny Fat Solution. Thank you for listening to this episode of Warrior Dad Wisdom. Can you find one dad you think this would add value to and share it with them? I'd really appreciate it as it grows the show However, more importantly, it helps you to add value to those that you care about. And if you have any questions, don't forget to follow me and message me on Instagram at Coach Aiden Lee. And all links for this episode are in the show notes below. And remember, it's time to regain balance and to maintain order, my fellow warriors.